Hello, I'm Edward Looney, and today you are listening to DNA Discoveries, and we are speaking with Nina Manzari, who is going to share with us her search for finding her biological father and half-siblings. So welcome to the show, DNA Discoveries. Nina, why don't you tell me a little bit about your childhood growing up, who raised you, kind of your family life, and the experience of that, and, and what you were born into. I was born into an Italian family. Uh, I lived with my mom and my grandparents. I was raised by my mom and my grandparents. It was, I, I had a wonderful childhood. You know, my grandfather was more of my father figure. Um, I was always also told that, you know, there was a certain man who was my biological father. He really didn't have much to do with me and... You know, I remember very um, little details, I should say, of specific holidays, if he did have me, um, where, you know, other kids would have bigger things or um, more gifts or just stuff like that. And I remember them always saying that I was not his child, along with him saying it. So, you know, as I got older... Uh, there was only a couple times that, you know, I remember, you know, being with him or him, you know, being involved, excuse me, in my life that it, it wasn't, it, you could just tell that it wasn't a father-daughter relationship, that it, it, it just didn't feel like that with him. So, but back to being with my mom and my grandparents, you know, I had my uncles and my mom and but my grandparents and I, I was always closer with them, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Now, let me just repeat back what you just said so that I can make sure I understand and everybody else that's listening also kind of gets what you're saying. So you're saying that you were raised by your mom and your grandparents, but this father figure in your life, he, you would go for there for maybe a holiday for um, some time. But then in this relationship, you found out from him, he said, I'm not really your biological father. And but yet you still accepted and maybe questioned, as you just said, that he wasn't your father, but yet he's been placed in your life as the father figure. Is that right? Yes. When I was 15, excuse me, when I was 15 is when he said that he wasn't my father, that when I was old enough, he he would tell me who my biological father was. But now, like I said, from the time I was little until I was 15, there was maybe a handful of times that he was really even around because it, it wasn't... He always, I guess, used to say that he wasn't my father, but my mom insisted he was my father, which obviously turned out to be not my father. Well, that's interesting, too, because you would think he would have asked maybe for a paternity test. Maybe, I don't know if he was paying I, child support or anything like that, but you would think that he would have done that. But for some reason, he, he felt that that wasn't necessary or important enough to do. When I, I know that uh, my mom didn't receive child support from him. Um, I ended up doing a DNA test with him. My mom had no idea I was doing this. Uh, I had already had two children. Like I said, I, I was about 20, 
23, maybe, 24. Um, so my grandmother and my grandfather, like I said, I was always closer with them. Um, so I could talk to my grandmother about my father's identity, you know, who it could have been. Where my mother, it wasn't discussed. So I went ahead and had a DNA test done. I ordered it uh, through a place in Florida. And I, I'll never forget this day. Both of my kids were little, very little. I think my youngest might have been one. Um, I was at home at my grandparents' house, and my mom was having a party with her work friends. And my grandparents were out. And I remember getting a phone call from the place. Uh, they obviously still sent me a letter, but they called me because the results were in that there was 0% uh, probability that he was my father. And I just started crying. And I called my grandparents, and I started crying, and I was screaming, and they rushed home. And uh, my grandmother started crying because obviously now we knew the truth. Um, and she said she wasn't going to say anything to my mother that night because she was having a party with her work friends. Well, my mother ended up coming to the house for something and noticed my grandmother had been crying and asked her what was wrong. So my grandmother told her. She told her, you know, that I went and I had a DNA test done and that it came back that the person wasn't my father. So my mother was pretty upset about that. Um, so then it went from 28 to maybe 37, 36, that I always wondered who it was. You know, that could be my father if I had any other uh, siblings. And I used to always say that I wish there was a way that you could just put your DNA into, you know, a database and it would match you to who, you know, your biological family was. And lo and behold, you know, I was 30 seven, I think, turning 38 that year, and that's when I decided to take an ancestry test. Wow, so that's quite the story. So that you did this test, and then you find out the truth, or you confirm the truth. So you already knew, for the most part, that he probably wasn't your father, so it puts all doubts aside. This is kind of new news to your mother, for example, that, that she was kind of a little taken back, devastated by it. Now, your father said to you that when you were old enough, he would tell you who your biological father was. So at this point, when this discovery is made, does he volunteer a name for you of who he thinks it might be? No, because we didn't, we didn't have a relationship as it was. Like, like I said, there might have only been a handful of times that I even remember being with him. It's not like he'd call me on the phone um, you know, or we'd go out to lunch or, you know, when I had both of my children, he just so happened to be a neighbor to their, uh, to my children's grandfather. You know, he didn't come to see me when I had children, nothing. Uh, when we were taking my children, you know, to their grandfather's house, I actually walked next door and I'm like, you know, I'm not sure if you'd like to meet. Because at this point, like I said, we still didn't have the uh, confirmation that he wasn't. Even though he said he wasn't, we didn't have DNA confirmation. 
I just figured he was one of them guys that, you know, would say, oh, this isn't my kid until it was proven otherwise. So you get this news that your father, that you were told was your father, isn't your father then. And then you begin the process. You want to find out. And you said you did the Ancestry DNA. And, of course, they have the whole database, as you mentioned, that you wanted to be able to pair you with people that you think that they think you could be related to. So did you find your father through this or did you find half siblings that then helped you know and identify who your father was? I found a half sibling. I found a half sibling first. Uh, the results came back in about two weeks. And I remember being afraid to send the kit in because you now at that point, you know, I didn't know what I would find. Um, but like you said, the results took about two weeks to come back and it shows up a girl that I knew that was actually one of my Facebook friends that I worked closely with her uncle, who is a police officer for, you know, our city here. And I also would work with her husband. So that's how I found, uh, that's who I found first, I should say, was the half-sister. And I started crying. Because you actually knew her. It wasn't like you... It wasn't like it was someone who lived hours away, but this was someone that was right in your own community that actually was your half-sister that you didn't know about. So that's kind of a pretty amazing find. Yeah, it, it was definitely an amazing find. Um, it was also a shock. Um, the next day, I rem- wait, I'm sorry, it was that morning. It was that morning. Uh, that I seen the results. It was about 4.30 in the morning. So that morning I went to work and like I said, I would see her uncle every day. So he came, uh, well, I had texted him and I asked if he was working that day and he said, yeah. And I said, I needed to talk to him because he knew that I was uh, looking for my biological father. So he comes to my office and I just started crying and I said, who is, uh, so-and-so's father? And he said, uh, that he had died. And I said, well, who, who is he? Right. And he said his name. And I said, so you're telling me that's her biological father. And he said, no, that's who adopted her. And I said, who is her biological father? He said, uh, some, I'm not going to say the words that he said, but he said some, some guy. And I said, I need you to find out. And he said, why? And I said, and I start crying again. And I said, because she's my half sister. And he thought it was kind of funny. He started laughing and he's like, oh, it's going to be okay. You know, uh, within, I want to say an hour, I had my biological father's name. So you reach out then and you talk to this half sister and how does that go? So obviously you kind of went around because you talked to the, her uncle and got some information. But then at some point you actually have to have that conversation with her and say, hey, I think we're related. I think we have the same father. And what was that like for you? And how did she receive that news? Uh, well, I actually talked to her mother first. Uh, she was going to let her know. So at first it was. 
I guess it took everybody back in shock. Um, then when I finally talked to my sister, it was still in shock. Um, I remember her telling me that she, well, eventually, I'm sorry, they told me that I had a, a, a half-brother, a half which obviously I had no idea about either, which was also my Facebook friend. She told me that they didn't have anything to do with my father, well, with our father, and that, you know, with her and our, my our relationship, that, you know, she goes, I guess it's kind of like, you know, we'll have to be like, how did she say? She said, use the term of, like, dating. Like, you try to just get to know each other and to see how it would go from there. So, you know, we kind of both laughed, whatever. Um, we talked for a little bit. Um, you know, we, her, myself, and my, our half-brother now, we all uh, met up one day, and I think the meeting lasted six minutes until I left. And why did you leave after just six minutes? It wasn't a warm reception. They really weren't open to it? Um, my brother was very arrogant. Um, he didn't like the fact. I should say they both, but more so him, didn't like the fact that uh, I was going to pursue a relationship with our father. I did say that I would keep the relationship separate, but... Because, you know, the two of them had each other growing up. They they knew about each other. Obviously, this was a shock to me. This was a shock to all of us. Um, like I said, I you know, I would keep the relationship separate, but that, I guess, didn't go over well enough. So that was why the meeting lasted, and I got up and left. And how long ago was this meeting between you and your half-siblings? Two years ago. Two years ago. And in that span now of two years, has there been more conversation between your half-siblings and yourself? None. None. So there hasn't been a development in any type of relationship. But then you reach out to your biological father, something that they weren't willing to do, they didn't want you to do. And how does that go for you? So you call this man up, maybe you write him a letter. How is it you reach out to him to convey this news to him? So I had uh, gotten a phone number. My boyfriend uh, had called the detective that he knew down in Florida because that's where I was told that he lived. Um, the detective friend of my boyfriend, he actually lives in the same town. So he looked up for me and got a phone number. Uh, my daughter and I were actually driving. And I said, okay, I got to call. I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have to call. So I called, and they answered the phone, and I asked if Joe was there. And, you know, it was him, and I said, you know, I know you don't know me. I said, but you know my mother. And I said, my mother's name. And he said, yes. And I said, well, I said, um, I asked if he was sitting down. And I said that I had taken a DNA test and that my match, or that I had matched with his children. 
and that the numbers were so high that, you know, I was their half-sibling and that he was my biological father. So the conversation, you know, it, it went very well. There was, I was scared, don't get me wrong. It was the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life, but I'm glad that I did it. So that was a phone conversation. At what point yeah. then after the phone call do you say, hey, why don't we meet in person? Let's go to a restaurant. Let's get coffee, a beer, whatever it might have been uh, that you would do. Uh, how long did that take? Uh, well, I called him, the, I want to say it was the end of June. Uh, and then I, myself and my boyfriend had flew to Florida uh, I want to say it was Labor Day weekend. We went for four days, and my father and stepmother picked us up at the airport, and obviously that was the first time that we met. You know, we would talk daily on the phone from the time that we found out. And he was, and, and let me explain that. My father was nothing like they tried to portray him to be you know I realize that everybody is stupid when they're young you know but as time goes on and you know you realize and you grow up in life you realize you know what what is important and you know you're not the same person as you were when you were 19 20 and 21 years old so uh like you said back to them picking us up we Stayed with them for four days, and it was amazing. It was absolutely the best time that I have, excuse me, ever had. How is that relationship going right now, and how do you still communicate with one another? You know, it's hard, them living in Florida and myself living in New York, you know, so it's not like I can see him on a weekly basis or anything like that, so for now... You know, we just have a phone conversation, you know, and we have a relationship through the phone and through texting and just stuff like that. You know, it's hard right now, especially with Corona, because, you know, my kids and I wanted to go back down to Florida. We did go back there because uh, I took my children back in November after you know, myself and my boyfriend had went and met them. And so my kids and I went for Thanksgiving with them. We stayed for nine days and they met my kids. And uh, so that was, like I said, they came back last year for my 40th birthday and they surprised me, but I haven't seen them since. So it's hard because I wanted to go back this summer, but obviously we couldn't do that. So. You mentioned your children and how your kids met your biological father. Now, of course, earlier on, you were talking about being raised by your mom and your grandparents, and I guess your biological family then, your mother, your grandparents, your own children. How have they taken to all of this, to your discovery of your biological father, this relationship that you're forging with him? What, how do they take that? How do they respond to that? They're thrilled. They're you know, they're all happy. Everybody, you know, my mom, my grandparents, uh, sadly my grandfather passed away in September, but I was glad that he was able to uh, know that I had found my biological father before he passed away. 
but you know everybody everybody's happy everybody gets along you know everybody talks um it, it's just it's nice all the way around Wonderful. And that's so great to have that warm reception. I've said on other episodes that there are sometimes family members that might feel threatened by this, like, oh, now that she found this person, now they're going to exclude us or that's going to hurt our relationship. And so it's sometimes viewed as a threat, but I always hope that people see it as a tremendous blessing, that they see that how much you enjoy that relationship, what good it's done for you, and that they can rejoice with you uh, in that. Yeah, they, they definitely, you know, everybody's happy. And it definitely was a huge blessing, a huge blessing. What's probably the biggest gain you've received from all of this? Like, the, as you just said, the word blessing, uh, what would be the biggest blessing of it all? that I finally, excuse me, I finally feel complete because for many, many, many years I felt that, you know, there was a part of me missing, that I wasn't complete. And now I know that I, where I came from, because I learned that I'm not all Italian. You know, I, I learned a lot of different things, um, but it's, it's a wonderful feeling. It's like taking a DNA test when your family member was adopted. That's my case. My mom was adopted. My last name, I have my mother's last name, Looney, and Looney is Irish. Uh, there's a bar in, in County Clare called O'Looney's in Ireland. I've been there. I've had a drink there i've eaten there whatever right and so you know it's irish but yet you know that it's not my blood because my mother was adopted and that's her adopted last name and so you take the ancestry test and then you find out you're two percent irish but there's still two percent is better than no percent irish in my book so i still claim my irish right. heritage very proudly uh because it's really who i am and it's what i love so um but yeah, to do the test to find out, and as you found out then that you aren't fully Italian, and, and you discover more of your family history then. What are your dreams then for this relationship with your dad in the future? Just for it to continue to blossom and for us to just keep getting closer and, you know, to have that father and daughter relationship that I looked for for mostly all of my life. And how far away do you actually live from him? Um, if I were to drive, it would be probably about 25 hours. That's a long um, way away. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I fly and took a direct flight, it's about two and a half hours. Okay. So I'm at the top of the world or the country. He's at the bottom. Sure. Okay. And then, you know... There have been previous guests on the show that they've actually thought about relocating to where their biological father or mother or whoever it is that they were searching for. They've thought about relocating so that they could be closer to them. Is that anything that has ever crossed your mind? It has, but with being so close with my grandmother, sure, um, I could never leave her. You know, as long as she's on this earth, and, you know, two minutes from my house, I'm going to still stay right where I'm at. 
Well, those are two different blessings that you have. You have the blessing of finding your father. You have the blessing of having your grandmother, who was a part of your life growing up and raising you, uh, right around the corner. So, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to discard that blessing. You want to take advantage of it as long as you have it uh, available to you for Absolutely. sure. Uh, there are other people out there who have questions. They're like you. They feel incomplete that they haven't knowing their full story. And so if there's someone out there that might be listening that is thinking about doing an ancestry test or trying to find more out, what words of encouragement would you give to them? I would tell them not to give up, to do that test, you know, and go from there. It may be a long journey, but in the end, I promise it's worth it. Well, that's great. And surely as you've given witness to that today, as you've shared your own story about meeting your biological father and also these other half-siblings, um, that that is something that you've really shared with us today. So thank you so much for the opportunity to have this conversation, to really share the story of how you went about finding your own family. Thank you for having me. Today on DNA Discoveries, we have been speaking with Nina Manzari, who discovered her biological father through ancestry DNA by identifying who her half-siblings were. Each week, I promise to continue to bring you these heartwarming stories of finding family. But if you don't mind, could you do me a favor? Please subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or Stitcher. Please rate it. Please review it. Share it on social media. You can also find DNA Discoveries on Facebook, so you can like the page there. Stay tuned next week for another episode of DNA Discoveries, Stories of Finding Family.